0: Hey everyone, it's Travis with Dark Dice. Before we get started, I wanted to apologize for missing an episode last month. We rushed to try and finish multiple episodes that month, but we had to stop when our key editor Marissa went away for a honeymoon, and I myself was slammed with a number of comic cons producing other fiction shows, Fast Horizon and The White Fault, and our upcoming live show in Cambridge, where we'll be premiering our adventure book, Domain of the Nameless God. As sacrifice- I mean as uh, consolation, we hope to have at least two episodes out for you this October, maybe even more. But 1st i we're happy to say a few quick words about our very first sponsor, Lefty Games. I've been a dungeon master since I was seven or eight years old, and Theater of the Mind Entertainment was introduced to me on bus rides by a childhood friend. We played Dungeons and Dragons between classes in elementary school, middle school, high school, and somewhere during that time we started using models in a castle grid that came with one of the old classic adventures. I had a bunch of dice, a bunch of miniatures, and I'd paint models for hours at a time, but I never considered how important the board itself could be. Very recently, I tried to incorporate terrain into our sessions, but very few options seem to exist that aren't extremely specific or expensive. And by specific, I mean only use once and never see it again. I'm a full-time podcaster, so I don't have a whole lot of money to spend on hobbies, but this is where Lefty Games comes in a real quality company out of the Netherlands that makes affordable, modular terrain. Each piece is one five-foot square big, in miniature scale, and they're both weighted and magnetic. This allows you to build and modify very easily for almost every session, and they look beautiful, so you can use it multiple times. Lefty makes floor tiles, walls, rounded walls, trap doors, hidden passages, uh, cracked walls, all sorts of stairs, pillars, and more, and as a fan of Dark Dice, we were sent a very generous demonstration package from Lefty Games to use and showcase. Every piece can be purchased pre-painted as well, so if you're short on time, they'll take care of that for you too. Every order also is done by hand, so you can make requests, and they were kind enough to send us some really cool hellish green torches for our package. I've been posting pictures on Twitter of our stuff and adventures, my home games, and I'll continue to post many more, but you can also see and check out Lefty Games for yourself on either Etsy or leftygames.nl. That's www.leftygames.nl. Lefty Games. N as in November, L as in Lima. Okay, that's all enough for right now. Time to get into our show. Thank you so much again for listening and get ready for Dark Dice. Do you seek him? You have found yourself among those who roll the Dark Dice. What you are about to hear happened long ago. A story brought back from the edge of oblivion, dutifully transcribed, and enhanced orally to better captivate your attention. Previously, the team set off for Milliner's Hope to find the town's missing children. Instead, something else found them. Having survived the first night, can they endure the trials to come? Will the team's resolve hold up? Will odds roll in their favor? Fear the strangers in your midst... Never play games of fate. Dark Dice, Chapter 7, The Great Gate The team walked for what felt like ten minutes, passing the overturned cart, the graves, and the remains of a few additional ruined, blackened structures. Led by Soren's torch through the heavy fog, they passed the last tombstone and continued for another ten minutes, until a dim glow up ahead beckoned them closer. The glow came from a series of points somewhere high up, perhaps thirty feet in height at their highest point and the muted sounds of light footsteps could be heard retreating through the drying dirt up ahead.
1: I don't suspect that the sound we just heard is one of the children. You see a series of lights ahead, and your first
2: thought is the footsteps? Well, the thought told me we should be looking for a light.
3: I'd like to sweep for bear traps, because I'm paranoid now. Uh, seventeen.
2: I'll oh, watch our backs. Uh, someone go with him. Buddy system.
4: Okay, I'll go with him.
0: The rangers Soren Arkwright and tiefling rogue Aya Zinskeep walked ahead of the team to search for tracks, their light vanishing into the fog. A few moments later, they returned into view and signaled the rest of the team to follow.
4: You guys are going to want to see this. By Pelor.
0: As the team stepped forward, a massive stone archway came into view. Six hellish torches cast light on ancient characters, massive runes, and hideous gargoyles hewn into the stone that made up the ancient archway. The carved figures represented were comprised of stern-faced humanoids, ravenous monsters, and freakish abominations in an orgy of death and torture that seemed to shift slightly under the torchlight. Two large statues flanked the edges of the arch, its sealed passage seeming to lead directly into a large mound of earth, the edges of which were obscured from vision, perhaps the beginnings of the Frost Iron Mountains. Large piles of stones lay nearby, accompanied by mounds of excavated dirt, wood from felled trees, and various tools for labor. In the center of the archway was a massive stone door with no visible lock, keyhole, or method of entry. Instead, an inscription was carved on the door in a language that most recognized as elvish due to its elaborate and fanciful nature. However, dark spatters of blood marred the door, and two corpses were outstretched at its base in a pool of their own blood. Though the nearby air was stale and warm, the overwhelming rotting stench had dissipated some from the trek away from the graveyard. The tracks that the team were following appeared to lead directly through the gate, which was closed.
2: Did you say there were six statues?
0: Uh, There are two
4: statues. There are six gargoyles holding torches.
1: Okay. hellish
4: torches. Yes.
1: Um, I'm going to gameplay-wise point out I think everybody's fully healed at this
0: point and you have your spell slots back. Unfortunately, yes.
5: Does anyone else speak and read Elvish? I'm going to examine the particularly fine mason work with advantage. 18. Plus whatever I have for history stonework. It appears to be Elven extremely high quality elven masonry with dwarven and dragonborn influences and something else I can't quite place. Perhaps demonic? I've never seen infernal stonecraft but this falls in line with things I've read about. I hate to say that it's really great elven craftsmanship. (laughs) Dwarven craftsmanship is better but this definitely wasn't made by slaves and if I had to guess this is all made by a team of craftsmen who knew exactly what they were doing. This is a mix of form and function and art and its quality.
6: So you're saying this uh, this wasn't made by slaves like the inn was or everything else?
5: Perhaps the stones were. Uh, originally carved, but all the gargoyles and intricacies within the stone structure itself. The two statues, though, depicting figures clad in elven armor, each armed with a sword and shield? They're depicted as being elven, and their stern features have largely eroded, indicating that it's fairly old... Predating man, perhaps. One figure is male, the other is female. The archway and door, however, appear uneroded. Perhaps magic? So there's some elven inscriptions on the door panelings, and I'm pretty sure I'm the
2: only one here who reads elvish. Um, I will read this, but I won't read it aloud, because that's the line in the sand. You never read aloud from something you don't know what it is. Oh my god, that's poorly long. Uh, Excuse me, guys. Time to pull up my
5: old reading glasses.
1: I didn't know you needed glasses.
5: I mean, it's disgusting and, you know, elven, which isn't as nice as dwarven, but nice stonework in general.
0: And on top of the elven runes, the elvish inscription was also recently smeared with blood in what could be a message.
4: So, on top of the elvish inscription is that message in blood. It's definitely an infernal, though a bit messy. Well, shall I try reading that? Not out loud, please. Okay, so I'm going to read the infernal, but not out loud, though. Oh
2: dear.
0: Ayas read silently. In dreamless sleep, he hears your whispers. Do you seek him?
4: It's the same shit we read before.
0: More, do you seek him stuff?
4: That's the one, yeah. Something about hearing your whispers in dreamless sleep.
2: This is not good. Oh. I'm just gonna walk closer and just like do like a proper double take read. Like just making sure I'm translating everything correctly. She looks up and she points at the two like, These two are protectors of enemies of darkness. They protect the Earth kind from unknown horrors. Beyond this, it says basically don't pass. That people have died to keep this place sealed. And it basically says if you really gotta pass, you basically might as well kiss your ass goodbye. If we want to seal this gateway, it's got to be sealed with life. Basically, the more people who kick the bucket in sacrifice of this thing, the stronger the seal is going to be. For it to be broken through, basically, we go through this, it's probably a one-way track. And we've got to make sure it's got to be sealed again, otherwise, who bloody knows what the hell's going to come out of here? Well, probably the nameless one. Blatantly obvious, actually.
1: Does it say how we can seal it again?
2: Basically, we die.
3: You're also saying if we pursue the children through there neither the children nor us are coming back.
2: There's that chance, eh? I mean, it's basically, if you have to go through it, just make peace with your gods and hope for the best. That's alright. Just stay on the path, don't venture.
0: I don't have any gods, so I'm going through. Aeus pushed the large stone with his hand, gently at first, then more firmly. He pressed his full weight behind it, smacking it with his fists and flicking his tail wildly. Uh, the door uh, failed to bash. It's, It's stuck.
4: Damn it!
1: Maybe there's some kind when of... When I assess he doesn't have any gods, uh, Father Restpike gives him a, like a weird smile.
2: I'm not missing anything. It's not telling me how to open it, is it? I'm not missing anything. There are runes
6: surrounding the archway that appear to be
2: magical. Written in the old language of magic. Draconic, I think. Alright, I'll have a go at reading these runes. Okay, so Draconic is one of the few languages that remains unchanged throughout time. You know there's some like old elven and new elven and it's changed like a fair bit over millennia. It's like evolved new trends in like dialects and that sort of thing like affect the way you speak. So real draconic is considered sort of dead language because most practitioners of humanoid variety don't really have a lot of opportunities to converse with monsters that speak the language. You know, like dragons. Ah, We know this. What's the significance of this, Bard? So, dragons speak Draconic, while dragonborns speak their own unique version of Draconic. It's called Timetheran, or however you pronounce that, and the kobolds speak Yip-Yak. Um, this, what we're reading here, is old Draconic. It's like true Draconic, like the original, the epitome of it all. These runes appear to be some sort of ancient spell, but there's something off about it. Like my knowledge of the Draconic language from a practicing perspective is minimal at best. One might describe it as awful. Uh, I've identified some extra runes that they don't look like they belong in an ancient spell of warding, which is what I kind of think this is going to be. On a scale of like one to definitely, I've identified that the out of place letters maybe a seven on a scale of definitely bloody sure. They loosely translate to get a pen. R-B-A-A-R-B-A-A-A. And there's another one that I kind of can't figure out.
4: Well, the door's locked. We've also got two dead bodies to have a look at, so I'll get started on those. Maybe one of them has a key. Two humans, an adult and a child. Unless you want to do your funky shit, Soren, I'll start on the pockets.
5: You know, maybe we shouldn't go around torturing the dead as a gut reaction. I mean, one of them is a kid. So? Well, when he brings him back from the dead, usually it's pretty painful.
4: I've seen worse. child appears to have been bled to death. Oh, it's Gilly. Who? A little bastard who used to bully Baron from time to time. Never liked him after he hit puberty, but he doesn't... I didn't deserve this. Now, who left perfectly good copper over your eyes? That's no good to your dead, so I'll just... Uh... <laughs> now, who are you?
0: Aias then had to roll a wisdom-saving throw.
4: Eight. Oh, fuck.
0: As Aias flipped over the body of the larger man, he was suddenly paralyzed with fear before he realized the face did not contain features, but three hollow cavities in its stead. Before he could react, a flash of bone and flesh stabbed yeah. into his shoulder for seven damage as the creature shrieked, contorted backwards, and fled. The others, caught by surprise, were unable to react before the Silent One was already more than 40 feet away from Aias, and completely lost to the fog. Ias, head shaking hard, slowly began to curl his fingers, twitch his tail, and overcome the effects of the Silent One's paralyzing gaze, as well as the test this experience had on his sanity.
5: Aias! It's getting away! What's happening?
0: Don't pursue it.
1: We, we need to stay together. I rush over to Ias. Are you okay? Oh, God, we need to be more careful around these corpses. This is, what, second time this happens to you?
4: I've... I've seen worse.
1: Yes, but having done it before doesn't excuse the... What should we call... Stupidity of repeating it?
4: Yeah, well, I I got what we needed. This little brat is a punk, so I don't care if he's dead. You can bring him back, though, Sauron. I don't mind. I tap... Painful or not. I tap you on the shoulder like... These are children, you know. Yeah.
1: I understand. We're gonna find your son. Do not worry. That is always my point. But
4: let's not be crude in the treatment of others', others children. Well, if you've been what I've been through at the hands of other people. That doesn't... As a m- child.
2: Doesn't mean you should join them.
4: And you would understand.
5: Don't be that level of dick.
4: Trust me, I've seen the dark that dwarves can do in... So have I.
1: ...in greed.
5: So I think our biggest issue is the huge door...
1: It is quite obvious that this is that were, uh, the elves were trying to contain the Nameless God behind it, and apparently Cilial has dug it up, exhumed it.
2: I'm sure I haven't seen that letter. Oh, cool. Guys, I missed a letter. I missed a letter in the translation, the one that I didn't know what it was. It's a D. D for dead certain. I didn't miss any of the other out-of-place letters except this one. D. It's a D, guys.
1: I'm assuming the... uh, Soren, if you could bring back the child... uh, I'm assuming he is one of
4: the children we were following? Mm Mm-hmm. I look to Ayos. He is. His name's Gilly. He's been a little shit to my son.
1: Oh. Oh. I remember him. He's been somewhat helpful around the village. Always struck me as a bit of a brown-noser, but otherwise he wasn't a bad kid. So,
3: hold on a moment... There is something about these draconic runes. This, uh, uh, this one you're not able to recognize here. The uh, question markish symbol. Yeah. I think that's a C or a K sound.
2: I just can't tell what that is.
3: Yeah, d- definitely a K sound.
1: You speak draconic?
3: I, it's just sort of stuck in the back of my mind. So like you've seen this before. I think so. I can't pinpoint a memory as to win, but this all seems very familiar to me. Like, like pieces of a puzzle hidden away.
6: Uh, so, Soren, if we needed to, would you be willing to bring back the... Uh, I don't remember the child's name. Gilly.
5: Gilly.
1: Gilly, the bully.
5: For quick questioning. Rowena? Yeah? If you don't want to say it out loud, which is a good choice... Could you write it down in common on paper so that we could all assess the problem? Uh, Have you got any paper? Actually, I think I do, because I write down prayers.
4: Oh, you know how to write.
5: If all else fails, you can write into my journal.
4: Oh, there's some blood here and there's a wall.
5: Oh, I'm thinking of my, my other paladin. I'm thinking of my orc paladin.
0: Your friend. Your orc paladin friend.
5: My orc paladin friend. She always carries around all of her... Oh, it's, uh... Papers. I have paper. Let's write it in her journal, then. Oh, that's a good point, yeah.
4: I still think blood on the wall is more functional.
2: And I'm saying let's not do that. Darklander. Uh, Sorin, are you going to open up
6: that lantern?
3: I am able to, if that's the group decision. Whether or not we want to torture a small child. Was a bully.
5: I think Yos asked to. Can we get some more eyes on this riddle first? I oh, like Kamosi's letters spelled Bard.
0: Rowena began to write the elvish translation into Filgia's journal in common. It read as follows. This is where Kelperis and Loriac, the twin shields of Mithril, enemies of darkness, the eternal protectors, guard elfkind from the depths. Beyond this Kerede, this gateway, no mortal should venture. It is sealed and hidden with clear intention. Do not pass. The blood of countless lives has sealed this stone and many more before its construction. If reading this will not deter you, may the guardians take your last breath. For those who must pass, make your peace and ready yourself for the task ahead. We honor your sacrifice and will sing your praises at the feasts. Be strong and do not venture from the path. If you should find this in dire times, the gateway may be sealed with life. The more given, the more powerful the ward. Do not dare venture forth.
4: So, if this has been sealed with life, and there's a dead child, yeah, if it's been sealed with life and there's a dead child here, isn't that life that's been sacrificed to it? Yep. Just a thought. So, wouldn't a sacrifice seal...
2: Possibly to seal it behind us again? Look, the letters, they translate to R-B-A-A-R-D-C-B-A-A-A.
4: Is anyone else...
2: Oh my god, no freaking way. I think maybe I know what it is. But I'll let you guys finish that first.
0: Well, what was your idea?
2: Hang on, I need to move my mouse. I, I need to double check the letters that we were given.
0: Rowena's small mouse squeaked.
2: Yeah, I think it's abracadabra, but there's too many bees.
0: The door immediately started to move. Yes! With the groan of stone on stone, the centre of the doorway began to shift, attempting to retract into the side of the archway. It ceased moving after a few moments, seemingly stuck in place. Ugh,
6: another puzzle?
4: Nah, it just appears to be old. It hasn't been open for a long time, or if it has been, perhaps something moved last time. Looks like it's just a bit lodged in the dirt or roots of trees that have grown around it. We clearly can't get through right now, but I do have a defoliation vial. Oh, forgot about that. Which would get rid of any roots of trees in seconds.
2: You think that might work, but keep that stuff away from me. What about brute strength? I was going to go with brute strength and ignorance, yeah.
4: Okay, well, my strength is ten, so I suggest you get someone else.
2: I'm, like, well stronger than you two. I have a sixteen. Oh my god, I'm
5: stronger than you two. Then why are you a bard? Because I'm really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, can we find, like, a fallen... Is what? What's around us that isn't this stone? Fallen buildings, trees, anything? If we backtrack,
6: you can see more, but in our current position... Not venturing away
5: Mm -mm, mm -mm. without a buddy. Buddy system.
1: The fog is very limiting. We can see the archway, and it appears to go into, like, a mound, like a a lot of dirt. There's an exposed area where there are roots, as if some excavation has taken place recently.
4: I'll go with you to look at the roots, because then at least I can use the defoliation thing if needs be. Right. Look, I've got it. I might as well use it.
5: Okay, but we're going in a buddy system. Yep. Or at least with half of the group at a time.
4: Yeah, we were the most successful watch, so I think we can, yeah, we can deal with anything. Go, team suffering.
5: Yeah, nobody got stabbed or yep. thunder blasted on ours. That's the one. Did you just call us team suffering? Yep. I like that.
4: Yeah, that's just us though, not the other pairs. It's team suffering, team bunny shit crazy, and team sleeps a lot. In my head, at least.
5: Hey. Okay, so let's go do this thing.
0: Aeas and Sister Cavernsfall took a few moments to survey the perimeter and examine the large mound of earth. Beyond the area that had been excavated, the foliage became suffocatingly dense. Above them, they could spy what was left of ancient thick roots, digging around the archway like twisted worms on either side, creeping notably just beyond the stone doorway's path.
5: So the stone door is trying to move out of the way, and there's a part of a tree root blocking it, it's a fairly large root.
4: On the evil side?
5: The evil side would be Beyond the gate, this is on the outside. Presumably, well, I guess they're both evil? Okay. Presumably, again, they're both evil.
4: The root's about a foot in diameter, so it'll take some time to cut through.
5: All right, just defoliate this thing.
4: With pleasure.
0: As the cork was pulled and the liquid dashed upon the root, it began to shrivel briefly before bubbling, then melting away in a puff of noxious black smoke.
4: Probably not good for the environment,
0: but it's working. The tree itself began to bubble, hiss, and bend away from the stone as the corrosive toxin continued to eat away at the once-great oak, fatally damaging it. Slowly, the great door slid open, revealing a dark, empty passage now available to the team. Ias and Sister Cavernsfall began to make their way down the mound, while the others began to examine the darkness beyond the entrance. However, a mere step from the bloodied door... Rowena's blade began to shake violently at her hip, but it seemed unable to do anything without her touching it. I touch it. Rowena now needed to make a charisma saving throw.
2: 13?
0: As the feelings of overwhelming hatred and duty came to her mind, Rowena was forced to immediately attack the person closest to her.
2: Oh no! I'm sorry! Well,
0: at least now and I've got more charisma than her.
2: I've got charisma out my ass, dude, but <clears throat> on the occasion, um, I'm so sorry, that was a natural 20.
0: Did she attack Father Westpike, Soren, or Filgia? You have your choice. Whose day would you like to ruin today? Or I could roll the dice. That might be easier. Not 20. Jeez.
3: Not it. It can be me. I'm okay with this.
0: Rowena still had the choice. The blade sought blood, but she could direct its rage. Somewhat.
2: I think it would kind of be funnier to hit Father Westpike, just because I think it's funnier.
0: <laughs> Rowena very well could kill him with a strike.
2: Oh no. Oh no, I'll take it.
0: All right. As she rolled a critical, please roll a d100. The higher, the more deadly and powerful.
2: Uh, ten. Oh, wait, no, that's a hundred. <laughs> I just smoked him into oblivion.
0: Basically, um... <laughs> give me a second to give a better description, though. This wasn't supposed to happen. No! <laughs> the sword pulled toward Father Westpike's chest, screaming for blood, finding a direct path toward his heart. Ah! Oh! Father Westpike... I'm sorry, she's literally run you through with a blade in a way I couldn't have possibly imagined. Father West Pike looked into the horrified face of his loving cousin Rowena. Then his gaze fell toward the blade at his chest. Blood began to appear through his chainmail shirt, and all at once the world began to spin and go dark. None of you were expecting this. I wasn't even trying to have the blade work that effectively. No. But that works for me. By fluke here. By means of a bard failing a charisma check to control her actions, followed by a natural 20, followed by a natural 100, Father Westpike was fatally stabbed through the chest by a mythic elven blade, the bane of the nameless. Rowena's expression shifted from confusion to one of utter terror. She looked up at Sindri Westpike, her beloved cousin, and began to cry. Father Sindri Westpike could utter one sentence— before his life passed, if you'd like, Ethor.
5: I am not more than 50 feet away. I use my instantaneous reaction and my Helm of the Martyr to teleport myself in front of the blade, because that is exactly what my magical item does.
0: An unexpected twist of fate. Sister Savorite Cavernsfall, as she looked down from the mound, could sense the incoming blow, a feature of her blessed Helm of immiter, and had to roll a d20 luck check to see if she could react quick enough.
5: Well, a 17 let me see it?
0: She saw it. <laughs> Okay, let me reconfigure this. So the last six seconds, unwound, reversed. Rowena briefly had a vision of her cousin being killed. However, that's not actually what happened. We'll all forget that ever happened. It was simply her imagination at work. As Rowena, unexpectedly stabbed toward Father Westpike, Sister Cavernsfall suddenly appeared between them, teleporting literally out of thin air, knocking the surprised Father Westpike onto his back. Rowena could not curb the blade's path, even as it sunk firmly into the heart of Sister Cavernsfall. Fierce determination in her eyes, Sister Cavernsfall grabbed the blade and used her offhand to knock Rowena free from the blade's influence. Sister Savorite Cavernsfall collapsed, (coughs) dead, before she hit the ground.
1: i rush over and try to heal this, if I can. Or try. She
2: doesn't even get a word! (laughs) She doesn't even get a line!
4: Thus ends Lady Cavernsfall. She was good on watch. By the old shadow. Rowena, I'm going to need you not to move. I will shoot you.
6: Cavernsfall! Uh, Lady
1: Cavernsfall!
4: I'm staring at Rowena. I'm looking straight up
1: at her. I'm down on my knees holding the blade. Cavity deep in Lady Cavernsfall. I'm trying to cast... I'm trying to heal her, but it's not doing anything.
0: As Father Westpike touched the blade, attempting to pull it from Cavernsfall's lifeless body, a battle of personality took place requiring a charisma-saving throw. Mother. Father Westpike Mother. was able to resist the screaming Seal voice the in his mind as the blade shook.
6: Seal the gate.
0: All at once, the blade went silent as Father Westpike took his hands off it. He slowly backed up and looked at Rowena.
2: Uh, Rowena has her hands basically exactly as I have them. It just like clasped in front of her, like across her mouth, like, what the fuck? She's dead!
6: She's dead! Oh no, 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 no! Sister Cameron's fall! No!
1: She's. she's gone. Gear. <gasps> no. I turn around, and I'm assuming Ayas and Soren both have their <laughs> weapons at ready. Don't you fucking move,
0: murderer. Father Westpike held out a hand, putting himself between Ayas and Rowena.
1: It's not her fault. It's not her fault! I didn't mean to. It's not her fault!
0: As Rowena had just murdered a member of the party, she required a sanity check.
2: Um, I'm not taking a check. I'll fail. That's... <laughs> I'll take the fail, man.
0: Rowena took 15 stress damage. And her whole body continued to tremble, a cold sweat forming on her brow, and her mind reeled.
4: Speaking of murder, I get advantage versus murder. Step aside, old man. She...
1: it's... it's the blade. The blade made her do it. She's just a child. She's just a child.
0: Philgia snuck around Father Westpike, whose eyes were locked with Aias's, and gently caressed Rowena's shoulder.
6: It... it will be okay, Rowena. Everything will be okay. Just... just let me...
0: Philgia moved her arms down toward Rowena's hands, pinning them with a mixture of strength and magic. Rowena offered no resistance.
6: And there. Please, please do not try to resist. It will only make things worse.
2: No. No, no.
3: I... I know how it feels to not be in control of your actions. I don't blame Rowena for this, but it does appear as though the blade will do anything it can to keep the gate sealed despite our wishes.
2: That is true. That is... I heard the blade... I heard the blade screaming when I touched it. I shouldn't have touched... Nobody should touch that blade. And I stare back at Phlegia. Don't touch the blade, please. As I look again towards Ias, hoping he doesn't kill me.
4: Kindly move, old man. She already tried to kill you once.
2: No,
6: not with our hands. Like, like, put it out with tools or, or magic. Like, we have to stop it.
1: Ayes, our friend just died.
4: Get out of the way, or a second might follow.
6: If you'd all take a moment to look at the pooling blood, uh, with a uh, with a roll of fifteen, you'd see that it's being pulled toward the gate.
1: Uh, I, I think it just needs blood. I don't think the sword itself is a key. It's simply a tool to seal the gate.
4: And what about the cloak?
1: My cloak, I... No,
4: yours. Rowena's. Rowena?
1: Rowena, please
2: take off your cloak. My hands are currently tied behind my back, so I won't be
1: resisting. I... Fligia, please take off her cloak.
6: Okay. <coughs>
0: As the cloak was removed deep strips of flesh came with it, dealing eight damage as the gaping wounds across her shoulders began to weep blood. Oh. The cloak itself began to flutter violently in Filgia's hands, as if possessed. As she let it go, it flew off into the fog. What
1: in the name of the All shadow was that? It was a cursed artifact she stole from her father. The Kortolum are known for this, known for trading in these disgusting things. I'm very sorry for what has happened here, but please do not hold it against her.
4: If she's got anything to do with the Cordalum, I'd like to return the favour for Lady Kevin's fall.
1: I don't want anything to do with them. I can promise you she is here because she won't
4: obey them. A plausible story, but one I'll consider as truth, for now. I'm going to lower my crossbow, but I need you to stay where I can see you. I can do that. So, what's our course of action? We've got children to save. We've got the friend to bury.
2: Philgia, can you please get off me? All
6: right, But I'll keep an eye on you. Any more such artefacts of trickery, and I'll do more than simply bind your hands with magic. I don't have any more. I believe you for now. I'm going to stop the blood from resealing the gate. Where the F's the shovel?
4: We need to go. It's, uh,
3: It's going to start raining soon. Do we want to continue ahead or bury the body first? At the very least, I would suggest searching her for rations before we depart. There's no telling how much further we have to go, still.
1: I want to bury her, but I don't...
6: (laughs) Look, if it were me, I'd want a proper burial. I know she's the sort who would value such things as a proper send-off.
1: We had a shovel at some point. I don't know what happened to it.
0: Rowena has it, ironically. Rowena took a few steps away from the group, and silently began to dig a hole in the mud as the rain fell harder.
4: Is there anything that Caverns Falls has that we can use? She had the blue cantle we might need. She has a shield. Well, I want to know what else she's got. Valjea, keep an eye on her.
0: As Aias began to examine the body of his former friend, he discovered that she was also bleeding in small rivulets around her forehead. The helm itself appeared to have dug into her forehead, tearing at the flesh. Upon closer examination, it bore the iconography of the martyr, the bound hands and red cord of Elmeter and his sufferers. Does her
4: shield have the holy symbol on it? It does, of Elmeter. Also, maybe a clan personalization, if I'm not mistaken? Then I am not taking her shield. Are you looking for something in specific, or are you just looking for more gold? Haha. Uh-huh. No, I'm making sure we don't miss something we might need. Lady Cavern's fall is dead, and make no mistake, while she cannot use her tools, we will most certainly need them if we're to survive the coming night. Some of them, anyway. Uh, She had Mason's tools, a holy symbol of Ilmeta, oh, a healing kit, a blue candle. Those seem useful, possibly? I think so. Then quit complaining. Also 37 gold, 1 platinum, 23 silver and 8 copper.
3: Before we make any permanent dirt-based decisions here, are we sure we're not going to need this sword on the other side of this gate?
2: I'm not taking it.
1: I fear that any of us that would try to wield the sword would strike again in the same way Rowena was forced to.
2: It just wanted to shut the gate, I think. Its purpose is to make sure that the Nameless God doesn't escape. Don't get me wrong, it's a good shot to wield, but we have enough people who can't control themselves.
4: Also, there's that weird mechanical bird... A blanket, a bedroll, backpack with ten candles, a tinder box an arms box, two blocks of incense, a sensor, vestments, two days' trail... Sorry, yeah. Technically, three days' trail rations, but one of them's got blood on it, so uh, not it. And a water skin and 20 foot of rope. Also, she's wearing that helm.
2: This situation matches the description of an old relic called the Helm of the Martyr. It's said to allow its wearer to take defence and any damage intended for an ally it's powered by blood you know the way of the sufferers like she is, she was it's the kind of thing they do is there any way to take it off her head?
4: If you want to take things off a dead body you just killed sure. Okay you can have it
2: it's my burden now then um, I'm taking um, I'm taking the shield and the suffering helm as a pen so if I know about a day of mortal damage it'll be me okay
6: I'm I'm taking the incense. I like incense.
4: Wow. You're all suddenly okay with looting our
0: recent deceased friend just seconds after judging me? Hyas grabbed the gnomish lamp. He glanced curiously at the bird made from bone and metal inside. On the base of the lamp, the phrase Old Spriggy was carved and dwarven.
6: Can we let the bird free?
4: You could, but it's dead. Its feet are nailed into place with nails and everything. I know a good joke about this one. Yeah, I'm going to keep it with me. Grave is just
2: about ready. Thanks for your help, Soren.
0: I take the coin when everyone else isn't looking. As the tallest members of the team, Ias Innskeep and Soren Arkwright moved into position to grab the body, and Ias required a sleight of hand check to see how well the coins vanished. Natural twenty. Gone. I am sorely tempted to touch the sword.
2: Please don't.
3: Everything in Soren's body is screaming for him to grab the sword right now, but he's, he's got
0: it under control.
2: I take a closer look at the shield for a moment before helping to lower her.
0: Rowena noted depictions of a few little temples around its edge, and the words inscribed in Dwarven, most notably Peeler's Mine and Faxifoss, which Rowena knew to be the temples that Sister Cavernsfall aided in the construction of. The shield also bore iconography of the Cavernsfall clan. Lastly, she noted a partially drawn temple symbol, bearing the mark, Ilmedar's Hope.
2: I am so sorry.
1: All right, I'm going to take the amulet of Ilmedar, and respectfully, like, put it in a cloth, and I'm going to hold it, and when we finish burying her, I'm going to say a few words.
3: Are you ready to lower her, West Pike, Ayas? Yes. All right, one, two, three... Okay Alright, a little a little more on that side Well,
4: if she did want to have a last sentence we can always get Sauron to bring her back Whew. Please don't do that
3: How else are we going to say goodbye? I
4: mean I'm
2: really quickly going to prestiditate the shit out of the bloody gown before putting it on because it's kind of gross um, but after the funeral I have some respect
3: Goodbye, sister.
0: As Soren began to fill in the muddy grave, Father Westplake cleared his eyes and formed the party into a circle around the grave.
1: Yeah, I say an Elmider's prayer, which I heard her say often when we were building the church. And I finish the prayer with, we will save the children, and we will finish that church in your name. This I promise.
6: She's with her god now. I don't know what more to say.
1: Hmm.
2: Sola la face dear Stigur me
0: The rain continued falling, and the team stood in silence, shocked by the recent turn of events, oblivious to the three glowing orbs watching them from the darkness. After a few minutes, Rowena broke the motionless silence, donned the helm of the martyr, and turned to face the archway. Dark Dice Chapter 7 The Great Gate Starring Caitlin Statz as Sister Savarite Cavernsfall, Peter Lewis as Soren Arkwright, Ethor Vithyarsson as Sindri Westpike, David Alt as Aya Sinskeep, Kessie as Phlegia the Witch, Hem Cleveland as Lady Rowena Granite Pike, and Travis Fengroff as Dungeon Master, with transcriptions by Hem Cleveland. This episode's dialogue was co edited by Travis Vengroff and Sarah Baczynski, with sound design and mixing by Marissa Ewing. This is a Fool and Scholar production.